0: Hello and welcome to the show. Before we begin, the usual apologies. Today's episode is an out and about episode, so I expect to hear people out and about talking, having conversations, doing work, sanitation, you know, all sorts of things. So at the last episode, we were still on creating a strategy for founders and SMEs, although we were riffing on a not too glamorous business idea. We're trying to see how we could crack the makudi market for catfish as a side hustle um, remember i said the ideas and principles that we've been discussing so far in the past um let's say four or five episodes they apply regardless of your city or your product So you could be in Benin City or you can be in Mogadishu or Washington DC and the principles and the approaches that we're discussing, they also apply. Whether you're trying to enter into the catfish market or you're coming up with some new fancy computer software. Although the scenario, like I said, is not too glamorous. We're looking at a civil servant in Benue State in Makudi, the capital of Benue State. So we're pretending that that is either our client or that we are Um, looking for supplemental um, income because, well, in the civil service in Benue state, salaries have not been um, constant, if I can put it that way. Yeah, salaries have not been constant with either regime. Uh, okay well with this current government um, so far no salaries are being owed but with the previous government and the one before um, salaries were a little hit and miss so we're pretending that we're a civil servant we're fed up want to have supplemental income and we think it's a good idea to import catfish from lagos and nembe local government area in bayasa state and then blend it with traditional wood drying techniques of the tiv people and uh, then sell to the people in uh, Makudi, uh, the um, Makudi Township. That's the capital of Benue State. So that is the scenario that we have been playing with for the last um, maybe four or five episodes. So the key questions that we, are, we have been considering, and today we're going to look at the final question, is, uh, or rather, are, number one, who are the kinds of people that we should be targeting, Number two, which distribution outlets should we be using? And number three, what kind of intelligence or data can we expect to get when we are carrying out these uh, plans and interacting with uh, patrons and other stakeholders in the space? So uh, these are the primary questions that we have to ask ourselves when we're trying to come up with a sales strategy for our business, whether it's catfish or whether it's computer software and whether it is Abuja or Makudi or Mogadishu or south of France. These are the questions that we have to be um asking ourselves um okay well more or less because no definitely because even if we're going to do um computer software business we would still have to ask questions about um distribution um, outlets and i think that was one of the key things that um uh, this dude behind microsoft what's his name gates Uh aha yeah one of the key things that made uh, gates uh, such a superstar Um, they uh, figured that as a distribution outlet um being uh what's the word bundled i think it's called bundling being bundled with um ibm computers so that would be a nice way um for them to achieve worldwide distribution and that key strategy paid off so yeah so i guess these things are important to ask no matter what kind of business that you're in so if it's computer software you still have to ask yourself um what kind of distribution outlet are you going to uh, consider and the same thing with google and uh, the launch of android devices uh, google wants to grow they want their apps to grow so trying to negotiate deals where um uh google um apps and software and stuff like that come as a bundle on different devices because like i use a uh Xiaomi, um 13c and um whatever phone you use i'm sure Especially if you're an Android user, um, you have uh, Google packages that are bundled with it. So yes, um, these are central questions that everybody has to ask. Who are you targeting? So the catfish person has to ask themselves that question. And those people who are Microsoft execs or Google execs, um, they have to ask the same question. And if you're a Nigerian startup founder, you have to ask yourself that question too. Who are the kinds of people that we should be targeting? Number two, we're going to have to ask ourselves, what distribution outlets should we be using? And then number three, we're worried about the kind and the quality of data that we're going to get so that it can inform our future um, strategy sessions, whether it's planned strategy, where we sit down with stakeholders and say, this is what we know, this is what we're going to do, or whether it's emergent strategies, where we have actually started executing uh, something, but then one or two uh, wrinkles or bumps uh, come up, and then we have to pivot in the moment and then make some changes. So, uh, the last episode we dealt, we've dealt we already dealt with uh, question one. So the last episode was dealing with question two, which is the question of distribution outlets. And in this preamble, I hope I've been able to convince you guys that the question of distribution outlets are important, whether you're selling catfish or computer software, or even if you're going to sell, um, uh, I don't know, uh, what should I say? Leather jeans or um, imported shoes from Italy or whatever. So... On choosing the distribution channels, remember that we were talking particularly about um, catfish. That is traditionally prepared um, uh, catfish to be sold in Makudi. Uh, Now, this is the part where I spoke about um, common sense and creativity. So, of course, the options that I'm going to mention now are not going to apply to you if you're in the tech space, but with some common sense and some creativity, you will find that brainstorming options, you'll be able to come up with loads of stuff that seem feasible don't worry whether they are correct or wrong just come up with what seems common sense what seems feasible it is in trying to execute on the options that you come up with that you know whether okay this was a good idea or this was not such a good idea so for coming up with distribution channels for selling catfish in makudi we thought about restaurants and catering so that um, this individual can find ways to cater with uh, sorry to partner with cafes um maybe supply restaurants or maybe tag along with um, event caterers you know people who offer grilled and smoked um, seafood options so that's one thing we came up with yesterday we also looked at supermarkets and uh, mini-marts people who stock um, catfish in stores uh, that are frequented by the target audience Um, you know stores that have um, either um, wholesale or um, convenient um, portions now, uh, I know that some of you are going to say, Come on, uh, this is unrealistic. We're talking about traditionally prepared um, catfish. So, how is this going to apply? And if you listen to the previous episode, I spoke about our um, experience as a couple. That's my wife and I. She's a catfish person. I am not. I don't eat any kind of fish. I think fish is disgusting, but some people think that fish is the best thing since sliced bread. And that also includes my mother and my in laws. So, if you listen to the previous episode, you hear how, um, yeah it's a thing, it is a thing actually in Niger that even though um, catfish that is prepared under these conditions you would think would just be a beer parlor kind of thing or an open garden kind of thing, they are entering into supermarkets, mini stores, um, super stores and uh, stuff like that. Then we also spoke about uh, partnering with delivery services, um, Okada Riders. If you're new to the podcast and you're not Nigerian, you don't know what an Okada Rider is, just listen to the previous episode, you get caught up to speed. And then we also looked at pop-up stalls and events to see how people can set up temporary stalls at uh, markets, festivals, um, office buildings. The whole idea is to test the market and then also to reach out to new customers. One moment. Okay, so I had to close the door. I was interrupting someone. Like I said, this is an out and about episode. So expect more interruptions. Well, hopefully, don't expect too many interruptions. Uh, Okay, so I was at pop-up stores and events. uh, Yeah, so that's it anyway. So um, I've been emphasizing time and time again that uh when coming up with these sorts of exercises we're trying to come up with common sense ideas with a dash of creativity and so because of that everybody can go through these kinds of activities you do not need to have an mba you do not need to go to business school and you do not need to have a high iq anybody can go through um, these sorts of activities The most telling thing or the most distinguishing thing is going to be your level of execution because anybody can come up with a good idea it is only someone who diligently and faithfully tries to execute on a daily on a weekly or a monthly or whatever kind of cadence that seems reasonable there's only people who um, execute faithfully that are going to get the desired results so brainstorm freestyle let's come up with some ideas and then execute now today we're we'll going to look at the final question, which is number three, and that is what kind of intelligence or what kind of data can we expect to get from carrying out these plans and then interacting with patrons and then other stakeholders? Because we're going to be interacting with uh, people who um, own the stores, in if that's if we choose stores as a distribution outlet, or the cooks in the um, traditional um, beer parlors, or open, um, open drinking um, huts and things like that or we're going to be interacting with all kinds of people, not just our customers. So what kind of data can we get from all these activities? So that uh, leads us into gathering data and insights. Now, the reason why this is important, data and insight, is because it's going to inform our future sales strategies. In carrying out a plan, let's say we want to do something with, um, okay, let's say delivery, and you're based in Lagos and you choose uh, uber as a delivery vehicle but um, let's say you're based in lagos let me just vary it just to introduce a problem so let's say you're based in lagos for instance and you want to use uh, uber but then um, traffic uh, concerns are a problem in lagos then um, obviously it's going to affect your delivery times and you know that's the kind of hiccup that you get that on average is taking one hour two hours three hours for your order to get there you're now going to know that okay you have to pivot and instead of using um uh, uh bolt and uber and all those even though those are much more reputable now perhaps it'll be time to use okadas instead so that's just an example about how tracking uh data is going to help inform uh your different um strategies and tactics. Now the data that you get is also going to give clues as to how we can improve the product or the um, service offering. You might start off using um, TIFF traditional methods and find out that people don't actually like the TIFF traditional methods of preparing uh, catfish and maybe you might have to pivot, you know, uh, reduce the pepper or increase the moringa or uh, reduce the palm oil or um, whatever. I'm not a catfish person. I do not know how these things are produced. So I'm just freestyling here. Then it would also inform uh, decisions regarding marketing and branding and all these things. They can uh, We can do that from all the information that we get at um, this stage. So it's not just about sitting down in your office or in your house or talking with your business partners or your spouse and trying to come up with the perfect um, marketing message or branding will be and things like that. It is from interactions with your audience that will determine all that. Because we're based in Makudi, like I said, and I've been pointing out that Makudi is a provincial town. Then from interacting with the patrons and other stakeholders, you're going to know the right words to use, the right colors, um, things like that and um, because if you sit with a lagos mindset and de- uh, design your marketing messages and your branding it might not uh, blend well with a uh, marketing population um, with a much more uh, rustic or provincial uh, crowd okay so what are the kind of things that we're going to be tracking first of all we're going to be tracking um, sales data uh these things don't have to be um sophisticated so you don't need sophisticated apps um for that you can use simple ways for doing it i have known someone in the past who used to sell um clothes they would buy clothes from uh marx and spencer and uh, next uh, okay i think Marks and spencer does not exist anymore I think okay I'm I'm not sure anyway but they used to buy them from those UK outlets and then they'll bring them to Lagos and Abuja and then sell and the way that they track them um, not too convenient for um, analysis afterwards but the salespeople had notebooks so you put it there uh, this person has bought this amount this item you know blah 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 things like that now of course notebooks not very easy to transfer the data to your accountant. But the thing is, someone who is tracking it religiously on a notebook is better than someone who wants to use an Excel sheet. But because the Excel sheet is on the computer or on the phone, the person makes mistakes and does not record uh, the sales as when um, they occur and when these interactions occur. So for now, there will always be systems that can be approved. But if you are at that notebook level, then start at the notebook level and do so faithfully as you make decisions and as you interact with other um, business professionals, uh, you know, your accountant or your sales coach or your whatever, you guys will find systems that uh, would be suitable for where you are right now in your business growth. And um, that would also be able to meet the complexity of the data that they need to um, extract from you. So for now, track your sales data however is convenient for you now. I'm not saying notebooks are the best. I'm just saying start where you are now. If you're a phone person, that's good. If you're an Excel person, that's good. If you have fancy CRM, that's good. If you have fancy invoicing software, that's good. I'm just saying start wherever you are. So track sales volume. How many heads of fish did you um, sell? Uh, because you, know, you might find that uh, people are buying mostly the middle part of the fish and the tail, but they do not like the head. You know? So you need to know all those kinds of things. Track the sales volumes, track customer demographics, um is it mostly men buying is it mostly women um what age is it mostly middle-aged men is it mostly young girls uh things like that what are the popular choices um like i said you know are people buying the middle section detail or the people like head the most um what else uh, preferred purchase channels do people buy them most in the supermarkets or Is it the open air garden and the uh, traditional markets that I hit where people go and sit down with beer or burukutu or, you know, whatever um, native uh, alcohol options or food options are there. So we have to track all this data because it's going to guide how we select future distribution channels. You might look at the figures and see that this whole supermarket thing for Makudi is not working. Maybe for Lagos and Abuja it might work, but for Makudi it's not working. Let's kill this whole supermarket thing. Uh, gardens, open-air markets, things like that, Um, pop-up stalls, that seems to be working and then you decide to go all in on those avenues or you might be pleasantly surprised that um, uh, the open-air market and all those things seem to be working but in the supermarkets is really kicking off and maybe you're getting a higher margin on the supermarkets and you might decide, you know what, let's kill this whole thing about uh, the traditional eateries and gardens and open-air markets. Let's kill all of that and let's focus exclusively on the supermarkets where we're making you know, the bulk of our profits. So uh, that's what I mean by there's no right or wrong answer. You never know which way it may go. You might have some assumptions because like my assumptions, my frank assumptions actually are that if you're try to set up this whole thing in Makudi, that it would um, make more sense to do the um, open-air uh the open air route open air markets and then um all of that okay so uh we're going to be tracking um sales data sorry one moment a notification has just come in i have to get rid of that these are the pleasures of recording a podcast live on the phone so um all these interruptions that come through Yeah, i really should put my phone in airport mode Okay. Uh, sales data. Okay. So customer feedback. We also should be tracking customer feedback. We should be seeking customer feedback because there are lots of you who are doing business and you track customer feedback, but you don't actively seek for it. So you should be asking people. I know there's some of you who uh, swear by Google Forms and SurveyMonkey and things like that. But given the provincial nature of the town that we're looking at, I really don't think these are going to work. But hey, you never know. Whatever catches your fancy, try um social media interactions i think that's more like it um you know instagram dms or uh should, should we say whatsapp okay let's say okay let's say what's um whatsapp is also social media for now so um whatsapp interactions uh, things like that we should be having conversations um hope you enjoyed the fish uh, did mama like it uh, did we supply enough for the party i hope you guys didn't run out i hope there's no problem uh, i hope nobody was porging. Um would you give us a Google review? You know, blah blah blah. We should be having all these conversations. These are ways that we can gauge um customer feedback. So uh, it's important because it helps to refine the offering and to address the major pain points. So there's a problem because people think that um uh like I said, I'm not a fish person, so I'm just guessing. Um it looks like this thing is uh it looks like you take certain kinds of spices, uh it looks like they take the fish, they cure the fish. They do it over an open um, air uh, fire, no, not open air, yeah, open air with uh, wood and then stuff like that. So I think that's how the catfish is prepared. At least I think that's how Tiff people prepare the catfish. Um, yes, I'm teeth but since I'm not a fish eater, I've never been around all that kind of activity. So in doing that, from the interaction with the customers, you will now know whether the salt is too much, the pepper is too much, uh, the palm oil is too much, the this is too little or maybe you need to add more this add more that so that's how you're going to know so customer feedback really important online reviews and trends yeah you can monitor online reviews because uh the google review culture is picking up in all parts of nigeria um because well like i said we went to a couple of places so uh to take the uh, kids swimming places where they can have fun and you find that even provincial places um small town um cities like makudi you check something on Google and you see reviews, you know, people saying this is good, people saying this is bad and stuff like that. So it's it's catching on. So don't be surprised if um, you have a Google My Business page and then people go over there to say uh, Tavishima's catfish is the bomb or Tavishima's catfish is crap. So we should be paying attention to those um, sorts of things. Also, we should try and stay updated on food trends and preferences through social media and local platforms. So other fish people in Makudi, um, maybe even other fish people in Lagos, follow their social media handles pay attention you might be surprised at what's happening like uh, maybe in other parts of the country um, fish and palm wine is becoming a thing so you might decide to anticipate the trend the 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 trend that okay if in kaduna fish and palm wine is a thing lagos fish and palm wine is a thing port harcourt fish and palm wine is a thing maybe in makudi let's roll it out let's try it suggest it try serving options you know fish and palm wine and then see whether that pops uh, pops off or not so online reviews and trends then um, uh, market research There are people who believe in formal market research. I really don't think we should start out with formal market research. I prefer more informal ways of um, surveying. So let's say you've been doing the um, open air gardens and uh, traditional market stores and things like that. Go around once in a while, have conversations with the uh, madams or the guys who run the places you have conversations see how things are going what is moving what is not moving uh back to the first example that i gave about people buying the midsection and the tail you might find out that midsection and tail is what's really moving the head is just getting wasted then you know you might decide that okay when you get the fish and initially you chop it up since people are not buying the head uh maybe take the head and sell it to people to sell it to veterinarians to veterinarian doctors so that they can sell to people who um, raise rottweilers or stuff like that maybe they can use it to sell that rottweilers so that'll be another way of diversifying um, business income if people are not buying the head it's mostly the middle and the tail then see what other things you can do with the head or when you're importing the fish, okay, no, that won't work. Because when you import fish from Lagos and other places, you get the fish whole. You don't get it um, chopped up. But anyway, you, you, um, I trust that you guys get what it is that I'm um, trying to say. So go around, talk to people who own these um, establishments or talk to people at distribution points. I've seen some people in who place agents at um, supermarkets. That's if your stuff is in the market. So that when somebody picks it, you say, "Ah, good morning, ma, I am from so-and-so. We're the ones that manufacture this product. We really uh, love to know what our customers think about the product. Uh, I hope you don't mind if I can ask you a few questions. It's only going to be two minutes. It's only going to be three minutes. And the person might say, uh, yes. And then good, you have a conversation. The person might say, oh, no maybe next time so maybe that's the case where I say okay no problem i understand but here please take this flyer if you look at this link at the bottom of the flyer there is where you can go and give us a google review or to uh give us a uh you know to take a, uh is this survey monkey survey monkey review or whatever so um, you get the whole cheese you can those are things that you can try Now, um, thoughts as we're winding up on this exercise, like I said, we can keep coming up with more and more and more and more and more data points that we ought to measure. So um, in your own time, um, freestyle, uh, think about it. What things do you think we should be uh, measuring and how could it affect how we're going to do business in the future? But um, some small thoughts, Um, start small and scale gradually. I'm not a fan of people just taking uh, because you have 500k take 500k and then throw it into the business no you might have 500k but let's be sure that this is a business that is feasible first of all and that this thing is going to work so instead of taking that 500k and throwing it into the business if you have 500k set aside see how you can take 10k buy a few pieces of fish see how it moves okay that moved okay maybe next time we throw in 20k and then you know after that maybe we throw in 30k before oh okay time up over 20 minutes okay let me round up um but you get the whole point take small steps validate it be sure that this is a a wonderful business uh, to be in then focus on quality and consistency maintain high standards of freshness and flavor and hygiene because after all we're talking about catfish all it takes is one batch that you send out to the city you guys didn't prepare too well and then uh, a woman takes it. Maybe she has a runny tummy, and then her baby uh, takes it, and then the baby is throwing up. I mean, that's all it takes for people to say, "You know what? I'm not buying Tavishima's catfish again. Tavishima's catfish is crap." So that's really, really important. Then uh, we should be adaptable, ready to uh, uh, adapt, um, adjust our strategy based on the feedback that we get. Because, like I said. Uh, You may have started out thinking, let me sell to the um, local markets, you know, patrons who are out in open air markets. But if it looks like the supermarkets, that's where you're getting most of the money, then you might give it a thought that, okay. uh, If on average we're investing 10K in the supermarkets and we're getting back 40, um, or we're investing uh, 10K in the in the uh, open-air markets only getting back 20 perhaps it's time to focus on how many more supermarkets can we use as distribution points instead of focusing on the original idea which was uh, looking for people who are drinking beer in the open-air markets Uh, then for tracking data like I said it doesn't have to be anything fancy your mobile um, your mobile phone uh, can be enough for data uh, tracking purposes in the beginning your mobile phone can be a useful CRM tool. So don't worry if you don't have money to buy, you know, those fancy computers that track everything. Your mobile phone will do for now. You might have to change later on, but for now, if your mobile phone is all you have, no problem. That will do. WhatsApp can be a useful tool for follow-up and relationship uh, building with your patrons and your suppliers and uh, things like that. Then there are also mobile um, invoicing apps that you can use to track cash flow, profitability, uh, things like that. So um, when it comes to um, leveraging technology, it doesn't have to be anything fancy. Most of us listening to this podcast right now, I'm assuming, are using a mid-range phone or a high-end phone. If you have one of those mid-range phones, it's okay. Even if you have a low-range phone like uh, the Nokia um, C1, I didn't even know it was a low-range phone because a low-end phone because that's the one I used before this. So lots of podcast episodes for 2023 were actually recorded on a Nokia uh, C1. Uh, It was only when I um, upgraded and bought this one that I've um, I found out that the Nokia C1 and other mobile phones that have, uh, is it Android Go? The Android Go is not the complete version of, um, uh, sorry, excuse me, I have a cold, you know, the tan and all that. Uh, yeah, so I only found out recently that the Nokia C1 and other phones that have Android Go are actually on the lower uh, range um, of the market. But at the time, it suited my fancy, uh, my purposes rather. Now that I have a much more fancier phone, uh, the Xiaomi C13, uh, I think the RAM is like uh, is like six gig or something. Uh, bottom line, now that I have a fancier phone, I can see the advantages of having tons of storage, uh, tons of um, uh, you know super fast processors and uh, things like that. But bottom line is, whatever phone you have, it's it's most likely going to be fine. I'm using a um, a fancy phone right now and it's perfect. And even when I was using a low-end phone. I had no idea it was a low-end phone and still it suited my purposes. So don't worry about going fancy when it comes to um, leveraging technology. So if we ask ourselves these key strategic questions, who is the ideal clientele? Who should we be running after? Right distribution? Where are we supposed to uh, place our products and service? How do we try and Um, sell how do you try and reach out to these people and then on um, gathering data what kind of data do we need how do we get it you can turn your um, catfish side hustle into a thriving business whether you're in lagos in Mogadishu, or in makudi or in abuja so uh, good luck with whatever business you guys have on hand and remember that this is the thought process and it applies regardless of whatever business you are involved in so that's all for today folks Remember to connect with me on WhatsApp. The number is 80 6466 2140 The country code is plus 234 for those of you who are reaching out from outside the shores of Nigeria. And then connect with me on LinkedIn. The name is Taveshima Yede. I'm the host of the podcast. Don't worry about the spelling. You can confirm the spelling of my name and the email address from the link we're currently listening to this episode. So thank you very much for your time and attention. I'll catch you guys at the next recording.